are on the air. Okay. Are We're you official. ready, Sesh? We got the links. <laughs> we got it. We're oh, ready to let go. Let me get the links. Hold on. Um, we could do that while I'm doing this, but yes. <laughs> uh, we ready? Yes. All right. Five, four, three, two, one. Hello, all you spry tubers and twitchers out there. Welcome to the Could You Do It Better podcast, where filmmaker, gamer extraordinaire, and behind-the-scenes awesomeness known as Sesh, and the writing and directing sensation known as Maria, discuss popular television shows and movies, and answer the always controversial question of, could you do it better? Today, we will be discussing episode two of Damon Lindelof's The Watchmen television series as inspired by Alan Moore's graphic novel. And as for me, I'm Jonathan, and unlike our two experts, have no industry experience whatsoever. In other words, I'm much like Mr. Phillips, a dullard who is constantly fumbling over his lines and getting burned alive in his basement in front of a live studio audience on a weekly basis. And now, to Sesh and Maria! Woo! That's going to need a lot of sunscreen, honey. Yes, yes, it will. <laughs> All right, episode two, guys. Yes, we're here. <laughs> we made it. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so, you want to jump right in? Sure, sure. So, oh, last... oh, wait. I'm sorry, I forgot oh. to do the the typical uh, spoilers. Uh, oh. Yes, if you have not seen episode two, we're going to be talking about episode two of The Watchmen. Uh, we definitely will be talking about major plot points throughout. Uh, at the end, we are going to give a rating, but even in that, there is some discussion of the actual show itself. So if you don't want to be spoiled, um, feel free to turn this down. Keep watching, though, obviously, to keep up our view count. And, um, you know, uh, uh, hear back later, and that's totally fine with us. So with that, go ahead. Okay, well, last episode, uh, we went with Sesh first, then Jonathan, and then me. I think we're going to mix it up uh, per Sesh's request and start with <laughs> start with Jonathan. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so our first question for episode two about, you know, if you could do it better. If you had cloned slaves, could you use them better than a murder play, Jonathan? Um. Well, uh I think it needs to be said uh, that these clones, at least from everything we've seen thus far, have extremely subpar intelligence. And while they live <laughs> and die uh, to serve and attempt to do everything you tell them to, uh, they simply aren't the most competent creations in the world and may or may not get you exactly what you want. Uh, as well, they are not you, nor do they think like you. So any creative or scientific endeavor that you would really want like-minded individuals to assist you with, um, they won't be able to help you with that. And they'll probably only serve as impediments. So a really, in this case, a good analogy of what these clones are to you is a decent mix of your brain-dead coworkers and buggy software that you're forced to work with uh, that, that you're just forced to work with. You have nobody else to talk to, complain to, uh, and nobody else who can assist you. So for me, it would start off as fun. 
where you'd get all these clones to perform your menial tasks, and then you'd laugh when every now and then they put your laundry in the dishwasher and plates in the washing machine. You know, but over time, these adorable oopsies would start to wear on you, and it would eventually lead to frustration, anger, and, and resentment. And uh, quite frankly, over a long enough period of time, this would likely feel like some sort of inescapable hell and begin to drive you mad. Oh, and since they do look similar, it would get harder and harder uh, for you to view them as people of similar standing to yourself. And it would be much easier and easier to view them as these mindless automatons or robots or lesser beings that you can do with as you like. And this will begin to lead you down a very dark path, especially when you begin to think of experimenting on them to create better clones, or should I say clones that are created to be more in your image. In essence, I think you actually, in this case, start becoming like a god and not a good one either. So to avoid this inevitable fate for yourself, I, I really think the only answer is to somewhat set them free and have limited contact with them uh, that is of a non-professional, uh, that is of a non-professional nature. You know, you have to keep it professional and, and, and go from there. Uh, because I do think that eventually living in a world like that, it, it might start to drive you dark and you might stop thinking of them as, as actual life and life forms and people with feelings. So I'm going to go next. And I kind of feel like, I mean, we have pets. We have yeah. animals that don't necessarily think like us or, I mean, we don't necessarily abuse them. I mean, well, that's true. Except for when we're eating, you know, cows. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping <laughs> I'm hoping you're not abusing them while eating them. That's not good. I mean, you know, they they have life. We understand the need to take care of them. You know, I don't know. Um. So okay. So say the answer to the question for me is: if I had endless, uh, 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 appearingly quite pleasant mannered clone slaves at my disposal, I definitely would not be murdering them. For one, good for you. Thank you, thank yeah. you. They're so That's pretty nice. Yeah, and yeah. they're really nice. You know, I I would throw very extravagant tea parties, have them learn synchronized sports of all mm -hmm. kinds. That would be swimming, skating, everything. Um, now, if I put myself in Ozymandias' mm -hmm. shoes, it seems like he is in need of a challenge or better conversation. Okay, but to take it out on them so cruelly, I it's, just, it's not right. Um, even if they can't seem to process life like like he does, doesn't give him a right to hurt them and murder them. Mm -hmm. um, and that's the whole, I think it's a good argument for going vegan, you know, mm -hmm. when you think about it. It's like you're watching him like, hey, just because they're lesser thoughts doesn't mean they deserve to be butchered. But meat is good. Anyway. Um, he <laughs> so treats that leads me to something. <laughs> I, I think he treats them like lifeless dolls. Um, I guess I'm not surprised because he is a murderer. You know, he he doesn't really have that high of a value for life, yet he does at the same time, which is, you know, his thing. Um, but I think he's wrong. I think he's a monster. Oh, he is. He's absolutely a monster. All right. So, Sesh, uh, how about you? <laughs> 
Uh, wow. If I had clone slaves, could I use them better than a murder play? I mean, yeah, definitely. I don't think I'd make any murder plays. Like, <laughs> it's so wasteful. And it's probably a lot harder to make a play that has a lot of murder in it without them actually dying. So, I mean, I'd like to think also that, like, I'm maybe a good enough director where I don't have to actually burn to death <laughs> any actors to get real tears out of other actors. <laughs> um, I mean, if I, if I were him and treated these clones like he does, then I would spend literally all of my time planning for when all of my clone slaves rebel against me and try to get revenge on me. Because mm. that's that's what he has going on there. Um, I mean, in all honesty, it seems like his giant mansion is, it's in such good order. Like, they're doing mm -hmm. a pretty good job, you know. Like, you mm -hmm. think about having, <laughs> okay, so you think about having, like, slave people, right? <laughs> Sounds terrible. But... <laughs> these clone slave people hmm. it would be a lot of chores and errands and that kind of stuff that takes up so much of our time when we don't have assistance and mm -hmm. anyone to help do anything so i think he's using them pretty good for that part of things but i think he really does need to have bigger ambitions than murder plays and even for his own little private murder plays they should probably be better like I'm not seeing, it's very, he's very isolated, which is, he's so rich. Like, I don't know, like if it, he even has a choice, like that might not be something he can exactly buy. Like all his company is fake, but I feel like there's definitely other better things he can do. I really liked your idea of sports, yes. you know, seeing if ever <laughs> any of the clones differentiate from any of the other clones. Like if some of them like soccer wow what a cool interesting anomaly get a soccer <laughs> team together you know like give them like a nice thing that they like so that they don't rebel and murder you in your sleep how many clones does he have at this giant mansion of his yeah. i guess a lot and he's his <laughs> life is in danger if he keeps treating them like this even though he doesn't think anything of them right now I have a feeling that could change, or at least I would be paranoid that that could change because they might not be, uh, they're obviously not all there, but they might eventually be there enough mm -hmm. for him to worry. And, you know, like, it's, there's no way there's good karma in just burning clones alive. Like, <laughs> there's, there's no way, unless, like, how you kind of brought up, unless he eats them so they're not going to waste. <laughs> I did not bring that up. <laughs> I was so, <laughs> you know, either vegan or cannibal is the only There's way to be moral that. here. <laughs> okay, in light of that, who, now we're voting. Oh, kids. Now we're voting. At home. <laughs> Did we get banned from Twitch yet? I, I don't know. That's I've been not... trying <laughs> in oh, these other man. methods. It would be really easy, but not in a podcast sense. <laughs> so who used their clones better? Let's begin with uh, Jonathan, who's voting. Let's see. I don't know. I, I don't I don't know if you really used your clones. You said let them free. I said Set let them free. Did you say that's a terrible idea? <laughs> Oh, I wow. did. No, like, okay, here's the thing. <laughs> Clearly, somehow, he should have higher ambitions than these bad plays. 
And he's just not utilizing them well. There has to be something, some some kind of ambition that he needs people for, not just the money. Hold, hold on just a second here. <laughs> I'm saying give them freedom and let them live is a bad idea, yet keeping them and eating them <laughs> is a good idea. I, I don't know about this. Okay, now I, I need to... there's good and then there's moral. Okay, okay, okay. So I'm wow. gonna, I'm gonna give Jonathan a half vote because I like the idea of freedom. However, <laughs> however, oh God. free chores is is really nice, and and I like my synchronized swimming. So half, I'm gonna yeah. vote half for Jonathan. All right. Yeah. So for yeah. for mine, who who votes for mine? Synchronized swimming. I I like yours. I, I think mean, it's, I, it's I like yours beautiful... too. I, I like the idea of them doing sports and like kind of being entertaining in ways that don't have them killed. Um, because again, like I don't think they should be killed. They're just they're not ready to be free yet. Do you, they'll just be hit by cars immediately if you let them out into the real world. You can't do that yet. They're not ready for it. Oh my gosh. I okay. really hope nobody's listening to this. This is not good. We, we have a few listeners. <laughs> Who's voting? <laughs> I do the people on Podbean too. I, we we do we do have somebody on Podbean listening to us right now. We good. we, we Tell see them. them. They uh, respond to their messages. Yeah, poor poor poor, poor person. Poor person. Uh, to take a weird side tour, should we recap what actually happened in this episode? No, no. Let's just go. I think the assumption is 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 to watch it. Yeah, one. they'll see it and we'll go. Okay. So um, oh, okay. So next question. I'm gonna start with Jonathan. Could you have dealt with the news of Uncle Judd's death to Topher better? Um. So, wow, yeah, let's get a little more serious. This is good. Uh, this is, you know, this is extremely rough um, because really the kid has has not already gone through such such deep personal loss and losing his parents in such a violent manner, but in that he also witnessed it personally. Remember, he was hiding with his siblings in the closet while his parents were, were getting murdered. Yeah. And as such, I, I really don't think there's a possible way you can sugarcoat what happened to Uncle Judd, you know? Um, there's also no way that you can prevent Topher from having flashbacks to what happened to his parents either because of this. And as such, I think you almost have to lean directly into it here and be as truthful as possible, much like Angela did. Uh, that said, I would not have bluntly said that he was hanged. Um, instead, I would have said that the group of domestic terrorists who were responsible for his parents' death and who have caused so much pain are back, and they appear to have been responsible uh, for violently killing our friend and the sheriff. Um, you say that these are dangerous times and uh, to be a strong as possible, that you need him to protect his siblings, protect himself, but that you also need him to help protect you and Cal, and that both you and Cal will be doing the same for him. In this way, you make Topher feel like he isn't helpless, mm. that he has a task uh, that you need him as much as he needs you, and that while these are dark times, he needs to be your light and you'll be his. That was really beautiful. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I found in my personal life, I have a hard time 
understanding that other people need to feel like they're needed. Mm -hmm. And that was very, those are very good points, especially in hard times. And even kids, you think, oh, I have to take care of the kid. Not the kid wants to feel like they have responsibility too. That's beautiful. Um, so for me, um, I felt like she handled it pretty well. Um, I think she had a good understanding of Topher's personality and that he needed to be treated with respect. Um, she allowed, she allowed him to tell his sisters about the death instead of doing it herself, which I thought was very interesting. Um, that shows a lot of trust and respect for him. Um, and it shows that she knows they, he has a separate dynamic with his siblings that she doesn't cross, mm-hmm. even though she's taking them on as, as their kids. She mm-hmm. still has respect for their, them as separate entities. Um, she also allows him to have space when he sends his intricate floating castle flying, which I found interesting that he was working on a castle um, and uh, we're cut to Ozymandias' castle and also their home life is breaking apart. Yeah. That was very interesting. Um, They've been through a lot together and um, she treats him like an intellectual equal, I felt. I also think it was important for her to get right to the point because her time was very short, (laughs) really, and she really couldn't afford to have a long conversation at that point. So at least let him know instead of, oh, I'll let you know later kind of a thing. So I thought it was mature. I thought I thought it was smartly done for her. All right, Sesh, what do you think? Uh, Yeah, so personally. She was a lot more straight to the point than I would have been, uh, but she is a much harder person than me. I have never been shot, for example. I have never (laughs) had my home invaded and was so quick-witted to pull out the holiday lights, so they were the ones having to move in the dark in an unfamiliar place while I was working in my home. Like, she's really, how the hell is she so good at fighting? It's amazing, and I love it. But anyways, uh, yeah, you know, I think for this kid and their relationship together, I think it's actually really great that she's so no-nonsense. Uh, he's a damaged kid. He went through some trauma. They are both much rougher around the edges because of the, um, the uh, uh, what was it called, the White Knight. And I think it uh, it shows how they're similar, and it shows how close they are because of it, too. I wasn't sure when she first says it, but actually after his reaction, his mini outburst, um, and then like calm again, I I think it shows something deeper. The kid is more than just a trope orphan kid, and I'm really excited to see where their relationship develops. And I think it's really interesting, too, because they're kind of, they went through this similar thing, and they are very different people, but they're really, I think, handling the trauma in very similar ways where... Like she, you know, she'll have her outbursts and she'll put on her mask and then she's calm and you don't see those outbursts, not in that way. And I, I think it's just really interesting. I'm very excited to see how it develops. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, I think we all had similar, you know, feelings on that. So I don't think it needs to go to vote. So our next <laughs> We're all right. <laughs> Stolen from me. <laughs> You get all the votes. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> all right. Our next question is, when finding out the mysterious will is your grandfather, could you have responded better? Jonathan? Uh, yeah, humorously, I don't think I ever would have gotten to this part. I would have immediately called it into the police station once I saw the sheriff hanging from the tree and definitely had him interrogated. But imagining I had found out that he was my grandfather, 
uh, I would have asked him, why? Why are you here after all this time? And why have you involved me in the murder of my close friend? Mm -hmm. You know, family doesn't do that. So what are you and what is your role in all this? Right. I mean, in any case, I definitely wouldn't view him as my grandfather or as family until I got more information. And based on how crazy everything is going, this could be like some elaborate hoax or prank to get me in 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 serious serious trouble yeah so. from the clan yeah that's a good that's a good point um for me i i probably would have asked him more questions about how he found me uh where he's been all this time i don't think i would have arrested him as so much as taken him to a doctor to see if he's suffering from some kind of mental affliction that has sent him to me claiming he killed my boss um, I would also ask if he had, if we had any other family that I didn't know about that maybe was involved in this somehow. That's my short answer, but I, yeah. Okay. Uh, Sesh. <laughs> I'm spitballing here a little bit, but yeah, I mean, the short answer is it would have brought up so many more questions for me. I mean, immediately it's like, okay, who are the other relatives? Did you know this? Why are you doing this to me? Why didn't you just tell me he was a KKK member? Go look in the closet. Why did you have to kill him? What did he actually like do? Like he had, you know, the robe and obviously that's like terrible, but what was he involved with? Like, right. how do you know all this? How, like, it just, it brings up so many more questions, um, which is <laughs> great for the need to watch episode three, like immediately as soon as possible. But <laughs> it's definitely, uh, something different on how I would have handled it. Like it would have been a lot more questions and a lot more questions that don't have his, that wouldn't leave as much room for his uh, kind of troll answers. Like he's funny. Like I am super entertained by him, but he is a troll that is pissing her off. And I just, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So moving on to our next question. Yes. So the next question is, could you have handled the murder investigation better than Angela Abar? Jonathan. Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, first, first and foremost, no doubt. Yeah, first, first and foremost, I would have brought him to the police station and interrogated him there. I mean, I would have had looking glass, put him in the pod, uh, try getting a read on him, and would have done all that I could to get him to be more forthcoming about what is going on. Um, but again, if we presume that we want uh, to privately interrogate him before getting police involvement in case you believe this might have been an inside job, which, mind you, there has been absolutely no evidence of that so far. Then when Will started that there is a vast conspiracy in Tulsa that would blow your mind, I would tell him, blow my mind then. You know, mm -hmm. I would forget the who are you line of questioning that for the most part is going nowhere and instead would have focused on the, if you strung him up like you say you did, mm. why did you do it? Mm -hmm. And what is this big conspiracy? Mm -hmm. And what is your role in all of this questioning? Uh, instead, she was at the crime scene prior to the police getting there. She did not report the murder. Her relative is a person of interest. She had contact with this person the day before she is withholding evidence from the police. Mm -hmm. She lost said person of interest. Mm -hmm. And if anyone with half a brain finds out any of this information, it will appear 
that either she was involved with the murder or has aided in covering it up. There's a reason for police procedure and not masquerading as Batman's take on vigilante <laughs> interrogator, you know? You just wind up in a very bad place very, very fast. I, I, no, she is, she is not in a good place right now. <laughs> you, you make some very good points <laughs> right <you>. there. <laughs> Thank you. Um, as for me, uh, yeah, I, I probably would have arrested the old man at the scene of the crime because I'm not sure what to think and what kind of strange setup this might be, similar to what you said earlier. Um, I would also investigate secretly the allegation he laid out against Sheriff Judd. Um, if I found the cloak, I would have told Glass to do a sweep uh, and check all police for potential Klansman connections without them being aware he's doing it. At this point, I trust Glass and believe he isn't one of the Klan. Uh, in the meantime, the open investigation I would be doing would not be vigilante. I wouldn't go smacking Klansmen, <laughs> but would rather look to see hmm. who would gain most from this and why. Um, get feet on the ground investigating where each known Klansman was that night and look into all of um, Judd's past enemies. Sure. Uh, I would also have glass tests um, on, the, on the download, Judd's wife, for Klan-friendly notions. If she does have that, then it is a higher likelihood that the old man is telling the truth about him. Mm -hmm. uh, I would let the old man go and have him track to see who he, he is connected with to in all of this. That would be my I point. I love this idea with, with Judd's <laughs> wife. Oh, I'm so sorry for everything you've been through. <laughs> oh, here, come with us. Step into this pod. <laughs> Start looking at these images and answering, <laughs> and answering looking glasses questions here. No, no, we don't think you are related to this at all. <laughs> this is what we do to all our friends. Okay. He could do it on the DL. He could bring her. Hey, I want you to watch somebody to see if you think they killed your son, your nice, father. Nice. That's I mean, good. Your That's good. Oh, my goodness. And have her sit there yeah. while he mm -hmm. asks that guy the questions and see how she reacts. Yeah, bring right. a bring a portable pod. Oh yeah. No, 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 no. Bring her down. <laughs> no, <I> don't come <laughs> me. I don't have a portable one. He should. Okay. Um, so Sash, what do you think? Uh, I mean, yeah, she obviously handled it like a vigilante, like she was Batman, which is not how you actually handle it. Um, we don't know what those repercussions would be. And weirdly enough, in this world and how things might be going, we'll see, of course, because um, I don't know what happens after this. Um, the way she handled it, it was actually so on point for her character and what they've established uh, who she is that it almost didn't even cross my mind that she wasn't handling things properly. <laughs> I was, <laughs> uh, the show has done such a great job of making her that empathetic um, that y'all, I almost didn't even realize it's like, well, yeah, you got to go do that. And then it's like, Oh, coming back the next morning, it's like, Oh yeah. Yeah. You didn't tell anyone. I think it would have been a really good idea for her to include somebody like again like i think i also do trust looking glass at this point um i think it would have been good to involve him i think it would have made a lot of sense to involve him um uh also because i i, I kind of almost agree with her like i know for her like she's taking it on herself because she makes things very personal and she is very good at and wants to handle things herself um she wants to be the person that beats the crap out of someone rather than letting justice do its thing um but 
at the same time, I can see her, you know, maybe not her, but I would have actually been a little worried about putting him in custody because I would have been worried about never actually getting answers from him that way. Like he probably just would have been murdered that night by somebody else at the precinct. Um, like the, you don't do something like that and get away with it. And other people, like she does go and do these things, but she does actually have a lot of control so far that we've seen. Like she does have a temper, she does have outbursts, but she still reels it in, you know? So I think her handling it was probably the best way to actually get any answers at all with him. So yeah, it's, it's not the best way, but looking at it a little bit deeper and again, how this world works and what a particular case it is with who he killed and what danger he would have been in as a prisoner, as a possibly frail old man. We'll, we'll see. I don't know if, He's got something going on because he's still doing some really weird, interesting stuff. Um, I, I, I don't blame her. I don't feel like it was wrong yet for the story. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I So if I could vote, I would say I, I like Sasha's answer with that mm, one. Mm. Um, it makes sense that, you know, she didn't want too much information out there for other people to rock the vote. Yeah, at the same time, I mean, it's true. In episode one, she picked somebody up uh, from Nixonville. Mm -hmm. uh, or, uh, no, Reagan? No, no, no Nixonville. Nixonville. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, she picked the guy, and she yeah. was 100% right, too. Like, yeah. we've seen her with a success rate. Yeah, but she still brought him back to the police department. She didn't just start beating on him outside true. of there. So oh, I, <laughs> I, I know this is more more personal, mm -hmm. but it, it didn't look like a police killing. You know, it didn't necessarily look like an inside job. So I, I just don't think she'd have any reason to think that there was major issues with the with the police department, at least as of yet. I mean, mm -hmm. yeah, after he starts telling her there's a vast conspiracy and like something's going on with your boss. Maybe then I'd be more leery, but this is before even that. Like she just gets a phone. But like I would, I wouldn't. Even, yeah, like I don't think she's Fair thinking enough. about that. That's something I'm thinking about. But yeah. I don't even think paranoia with a conspiracy, like a, oh, we have to shut him up. I think somebody else is just going to be too hot headed and not be able to not kill him because <laughs> he was, man. you know, like he was very, very liked in the department. Yeah, so, and like you know, one of you know. Like this little old guy killed one of their own. Like, how are they going to react? Like, I don't think there would have been him. any answers with that. Or he might have just been let go because, yeah, sure, you found this old guy. And, yeah, sure, he roped them up. How about you come in instead? <laughs> I would have brought him in as a person of interest slash witness. I wouldn't oh, okay. have said that, that this is the murderer. I would say he <laughs> He would have said it, though. But you can't, yeah, yeah you can't no, 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 says. he would have said it. But she would have said, he's a witness. I think he's confused, hmm. but he's a witness. Fair. But still, who knows? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> moving forward. All right, Jonathan. Oh, um, that's You me. wanted to move forward. So yes. tell us your overall feelings on this episode. Um, 
Okay, uh, I'm going to compare it to, to the first one that we saw in terms of the pilot and then break it down from there. Okay. Um, for me, overall, I think this was a step back from the pilot, uh, which, based on how exceptional the pilot was, would have been, quite frankly, near impossible not to have happened this episode. I mean, I, I don't really know how it could be much better than, than, than that first episode. So it was always going to be a little bit of a step down. Um, that said, the introductory scene of how the Germans were trying to convince black American soldiers to change sides during World War I by making a compelling case based on their historical treatments in the U.S. was truly phenomenal. And it is such an excellent scene because we know that less than 20 years after that, Germany would rally behind and elect a political party and Fuhrer that would commit some of the most heinous race-related atrocities humanity has ever witnessed. And that thereby provides a melancholic commentary on how often the people who have been taken advantage of the most often find that the people who present themselves as their saviors are only more of the same. Simply, mm -hmm. simply people who use them for their own purposes. And then when they don't serve <laughs> those purposes anymore, they're the first, you know, to be either enslaved or tortured or or killed or or have any of 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 the horrible atrocities that that are there inflicted on them. Um, it shows that, you know, we say things like the grass is always greener on the other side as a joke, you know, and we say things are always black and white, but. The truth is they are so rarely that way. There's rarely two things. There's rarely two options. Mm -hmm. You know, we think of good and bad, but the truth is there are whole ranges of good and whole ranges of bad. And that just because bad things are happening to you by a certain people, doesn't mean that these next people are going to be any better. They can be actually even even worse. And that is a truly scary notion. And it's a notion that, you know, even today, sadly, a lot of people live under where they live either in fear or, or worried about how, um, how they're going to be treated or if they're found out to be, yeah. you know, whatever, whatever, again, they're, they're, they're being afraid of. So uh, I thought it was a salient moment and I thought it was um, a truly beautiful scene. Um, overall, uh, this episode set up the major players uh, for the episodes to come and it definitely added to the mystery in terms of what's going on. I mean, I'm definitely intrigued at this point and looking forward to seeing next episode. So I'm going to give, I'm, I'm going to say it was a good solid episode. Um, I'm not going to give it the A, A plus rating I gave the previous episode. Uh, this one, I give more uh, a B, B plus, solid B. That was, that was an excellent. I really appreciate that you brought up uh, what the Germans did um, in the beginning and, uh, you know, the future reality of what happened with that. Yeah. For me, um, I feel like this was a good episode overall, but um, not as engaging as the first. Yeah. Uh, I think this episode was busy working on laying out information and Easter eggs, but lost a bit of the tight storytelling I feel the first episode had. It jumped around more than I would have liked it to. Um, 
And that kind of made it lose the momentum and the tension it needed to be as riveting as the first episode. I feel like it was a very good episode because it takes us deeper into Angela's world and mind uh, as we are with her in rooting out the mystery, not only behind Judd's death, but in her life. So um, I would rate this episode a solid B. All right, Sash. Yeah, I mean, I'd say once again, it's a really, really, really great episode. It continues to push the story forward in such a way where it adds so much more. And I just want to see, while it continues to logically and emotionally keep the threads from the last episode, um, it does such a good job of that. Like, this episode is definitely more subtle. Um, It doesn't grab you by the shirt collar as much as the first episode, but that's kind of the purpose of a first episode compared to a second episode. And I feel like this one's really setting up a lot of things that we're going to see uh, play out. And I'm, I'm really excited for that. Like this one's, this episode's more about subtlety. Um, especially I love the part where uh, she hugs the corpse of her friend to get him mm-hmm. off of the tree and hang it. And it's just a really sad, like one last time moment where she hugs him and it's still a little private bit of emotion she lets herself um, feel, but still doesn't allow herself to show in that situation. And uh, I noticed that she also does the same kind of hug when she's putting her granddad in the car. And she was mad at him, but you definitely see that there's mixed emotions there. We're finding a sad, sad old man who has seen some stuff, even without us seeing it in the audience. Like she knows he's seen some stuff. He's in a wheelchair. He's very old. There's a ton of racism going on. Uh, He is definitely part of uh, the Red Foundation funds. So like she already knows that much about him. And he's a relative of hers and also knew some really terrible truths about her friend and how he might not have been who she thought he was. Right. So in that same in that same kind of hug, like we just see so many mixed emotions and it's just conveyed in a shot mimic shot, which is I, I really appreciated the little things like that. And I'm super excited to see the next episode and see where these seeds that they're planting actually go. Um, but yeah, now he's taken away in a spaceship, which somehow <laughs> actually makes him less creepy to me if he had any kind of help. Um, I, I, I kind of really wish that he was just totally, completely, entirely alone. And he's just like this weird, creepy old troll that does have some kind of powers, but is also kind of confused. I, I, that would have been really great. But you know what? I I wasn't actually expecting it to go there. It was just creeping me out. And I like being creeped out. So, of course, he has friends. And that's okay. <laughs> awesome. Okay. So, um. oh, wait. Wait, wait, what's what's your grade? Oh yeah, what's your grade? Oh, oh, um, I don't remember what I gave the last one. This one's, oh gosh, this one is really good still. Um, hmm, what I give the last one, like an A minus? This would be like a B plus. It's like, just like a hair, a hair different. Um, Cause the old guy's not as creepy anymore, but you know what, his suit was so <laughs> slick. <laughs> So um, I'm interested to know if anybody watching has uh, differing opinions on any of the questions or. Oh, of course. Of course. Um, Do you want to do that after the outro? And we'll extend this into uh, 
into a meet and greet Sounds good. in a little bit. Well, I, I still think we should do the little opening bit and throw that in later just for people down the road who wants to eventually listen to this. And so now could be a good time. We do an intro and an outro. We do. And an outro. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining our show, uh, whether on Twitch, on uh, YouTube, or on Podbean. That's right, Podbean. Um, honestly, uh, we really uh, appreciate it, and we appreciate uh, the audience and listening uh, to us with your spare time. I mean, uh, that's that that's a great thing. Uh, hopefully, we brought in some insight to your lives, cannibalism aside, uh, today. Uh, and other than that, um, we're looking to go ahead and do another episode of this, episode three, uh, next week uh thursday yeah yep next thursday and uh we'll be happy uh go live with you talk to you there remember uh share like and subscribe uh if you like this show if you didn't like this show share like and subscribe twice because that's how you show anger and <laughs> uh other than that thank you very much for joining us on could you do it better <laughs> Dun, dun, dun. All right, bye, guys. <laughs> I kind of like Sorry, how you're outro. right above the clone. Oh, yes, I'm right <laughs> above the clone. Ah, uh -huh, yes. <laughs> Hercule.